Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've been covering the news across St. Louis today, and here's the very latest for you. It's the STL All Local Podcast. Our top local story on this Wednesday, April 26th. For weeks, KMOX News has been following the case of a St. Louis firefighter accused of stealing a credit card from an accident victim and then using the card hours later. St. Louis police say there is no new information to report. The circuit attorney's office has asked for more police investigative work to be done. Sergeant Charles Wall says having been an investigator, sometimes records from third parties may need to be subpoenaed, which causes delays. I don't have any specifics as it relates to this investigation, but I have just before this meeting sent out some correspondence trying to seek some additional information and see if there's anything that we are able to provide at this time uh, while we're waiting for that uh, investigation to be completed. Wall has told KMOX in the past there is police cam video of the alleged theft and that police have interviewed the firefighter. So it's not clear why the circuit attorney's office has not yet issued charges. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. The head of Metrolink says he's pleased that an arrest has been made in two attempted rapes last week on two different underground Metrolink platforms. Metro Transit President Talby Roach was asked if recent crimes on the system, including a shooting, have hurt ridership. Ridership has been recovering. It's actually been doing better, especially with these very important public events like the Cardinals and, of course, the soccer stadium and, of course, those battle hawks. The suspect in the attempted rapes, 37-year-old Deterius Gibson, is charged with three felonies. The attacks happened a day apart, April 19th and 20th on two underground Metrolink platforms, one near the convention center, the other at 8th and Pine. How to fill a $41 million budget gap. That's the problem facing St. Louis County for the fiscal year that starts January 1st. County Executive Sam Page was asked, are you worried about coming up with $41 million somehow? We will continue. I mean, do you ever lose sleep over it, or does it look like it's going to work out? We will continue to provide the important services that people need in St. Louis County, public safety, roads and bridges, public health. Page says for now they have 80 to $100 million in reserve funds, but by the end of 2024, he says the COVID relief money will be gone, so times could get tight. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. Town hall meetings are planned for this summer to ask people where to cut the fat. It's another fiscal milestone for the state of Illinois, as controller Susanna Mendoza says the rainy day fund is now in excess of $1.5 billion. She says that buffers against emergencies and is a good sign of fiscal responsibility. Just like we encourage people at home to save a little extra for an emergency, the state of Illinois needs to do the same. She also brags the state is now paying its bills within a week, the fastest in decades. Still undecided, a hearing in circuit court over Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey's ban on transgender care for all ages, which is slated to take effect tomorrow. This after the AG's office unsuccessfully attempted to move the case to federal court. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley's bill to require federal government-led cleanup of radioactive contamination at Hazelwood's Jana Elementary passed the Senate today. The federal government caused this problem. The federal government should fix this problem. It's a game of musical chairs at Crestwood City Hall. Newly elected Mayor Scott Shipley was sworn into office on Tuesday and the person he picked to fill his vacated Board of Aldermen seat is none other than outgoing Mayor Grant Maybe. Mayor Shipley appointed his predecessor to fill in as interim alderman after interviewing several candidates. A business on the Del Mar Loop erupted into flames this morning. One firefighter suffered minor injuries. KMOX's Debbie Monterey was on the scene as it still burned. A smoky haze lingers over the Del Mar Loop in University City as numerous Numerous fire crews remain on the scene of a fire that began at the Three Kings Pub about 3 this morning. While the flames seem to have subsided, crews continue to pour water over the rooftop. 
fire crews from Ladue, Brentwood, Monarch Fire District, Olivet, Afton, Clayton, Richmond Heights, and St. Louis City all responding to assist University City with this three-alarm fire that destroyed the Three Kings Pub. It's believed that fire began in the kitchen. In the Loop, I'm Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk, Missouri's House approved a measure to let private electric utilities like Ameren charge customers for the costs of building a new power plant. The measure covers just construction of smaller power plants, unlike the much larger facilities of Ameren. That difference was stressed by the amendment's House sponsor, Southwest Missouri Republican John Black. Nuclear plants are being built all over the world, but not in the United States. We need to get in front of this, make Missouri friendly for those modular reactors that are coming along so the power companies can rely on that. But a Democratic opponent argued the idea would violate a 1976 restriction approved by an overwhelming number of Missouri voters to prohibit charging electric customers for construction work in progress before the plants producing any power. One more House votes required for this measure to move to the Senate. From Missouri's capital, Phil Brooks, KMOX News. As we continue on KMOX, it's a big day for fans of Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond coupons never expire. They have expiration dates on them. Yeah, to, to throw idiots off. Well, today is actually the expiration date. It's finally come, the end of the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons, and it's because the end of Bed Bath & Beyond itself could be near. Joining us right now is Neil Saunders, Managing Director of Retail at Global Data. Thank you for being with us, Neil. Thanks for having me. Still a few hours left if you want to get to a store, uh, if you still have some of those big blue coupons. Well, it is, and unfortunately, it's all part of the process of bankruptcy. Bed Bath & Beyond is now in Chapter 11. They're looking at options for the future, and for consumers, that means that the coupons that they've got now have a very limited time in which they can be used, and after that, it will be a permanent expiry on those coupons. So there's not really much time left. Now, in terms of these retailers, Toys R Us might be the other one that's really worked its way into pop culture. People love Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, I think people did love Bed Bath & Beyond. It was iconic. It was a place that you would go if you were setting up a new home or you were doing a refurbishment of a room or you needed storage or you're a student. There were so many lifestyle and, and life occasions that meant you would have a visit to Bed Bath & Beyond. Unfortunately, it's just in recent years become much less relevant. There are a lot of other retailers that have moved onto its turf. We can all shop online a lot more. And there is a sense it just failed to keep pace. So although it's still an iconic name, it's just not quite as popular as it once was. Now, the previous CEO came in and made a lot of changes to, to the basics of what people loved about BBB uh, in terms of getting rid of a lot of the name brands, trying to bring in store brands and saying, no, these are just as good. Uh, would, would Bath & Beyond's trajectory maybe have been different if they had stayed true to themselves the entire time? I think the trajectory would have been difficult, but it would have been different because the move to private labels, these own brands they put in was a serious mistake. On paper, it sort of made sense. There's some logic to it, but they really didn't talk to customers. They didn't do a lot of research with customers. And as you said, the net result was customers looked at these private brands and said, mm, it's not really what we want. We want the old brand names that we love back. 
and they simply went and bought those things elsewhere. So it was an enormous mistake. And unfortunately, it was one of the final nails in the coffin of, of the chain. And so what happens from here, the way I understand it, uh, it's not actually Bed Bath & Beyond that's going to be running the stores. It's going to be one of these liquidation firms after today. Well, the stores are really going to disappear and they are going to be liquidated. The products will be sold off. They'll even sell off the fixtures and fittings to anyone that wants to buy them. And eventually those stores will close down and the landlords that own the stores will look to move in other tenants. So the stores will disappear. The question is whether Bed Bath & Beyond survives in any form, whether it still trades online and has an online presence. We've seen that happen before. Remember, Pier 1 disappeared, but it's still online. You can buy things. So it really depends on whether someone comes forward or whether there's a plan that's financially viable to run Bed Bath & Beyond online. And there's a big question mark over that. We have to wait and see. But for now, it is really a matter of the stores disappearing. And that's a big thing because, as I said, they paid a, played a big part in people's lives. Yeah, every college student, I think, has a memory from freshman year as they, they went from high school to college of going with their parents to Bed Bath & Beyond to stock up for the dorm room. And so where will they be going now? Where, maybe we can take a look at some of the previous, you know, Toys R Us and the other bankruptcies, linen, linens and things. Where will these customers go? Because it seems like this is one of the last stores that's focused on these specific products. Well, that's right. It's a specialist store and it stocks a lot of homewares. Um, but the point is that actually a lot of the things it sells, you can get elsewhere. I think one of the big beneficiaries is going to be good old Target. People love going to Target. They've done a great job in home. They've improved the offer. They do great deals for students and back to college around that, that time. So they're going to pick up some share. Of course, Amazon is going to pick up some share online, as is probably Wayfair in home furnishings, the online home furnishing specialist. We'll also see some share go to players like Walmart, perhaps not quite as much, but they also have a good home offer. And then, of course, you've got really deep specialists. You know, if you want something like storage or closet organization, you can go to a retailer like Container Store. They're really specialists. They do a great job. A lot of people really like what they have to offer. So there are alternatives out there. And that was a problem, really. I think a lot of these alternatives were doing a great job, and for a long time they've been taking away share from Bed Bath and Beyond. And poor Bed Bath and Beyond, it really was just stuck in the past, and now it's failed, and these retailers are going to take even more of its uh, its once uh, large sales value. And actually, some late info in from Axios reporting that the Container Store announced today they will temporarily accept uh, the 20% off Bed Bath & Beyond Big Blue coupons, so at least until the end of May. Well, that's right, and that's a really savvy move. Neil Saunders, the Managing Director of Retail at Global Data, thank you so much for helping us reminisce about Bed Bath & Beyond, Neil. You're welcome. It's great to chat. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to our podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good night.